Although I feel like I'm making the other person feel vulnerable because, like, I'm I'm the aggressor in this eye contact. <laughs> I like that there is an aggressor in the eye contact. It's oh, true, though. 100% there is. I love it. I think I'm usually the aggressor. <laughs> yes, this is not a reason we're friends. <laughs> big and i am white and together we are big and white and you are listening to the big and white podcast a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in asia so what are we talking about this week white this week is the first in a two-part episode and we are laying out the top 10 things to do in nepal top 10 top 10 And this isn't just like one of those lists that you look at on some random tourist website. This is like knowledgeable insider information. Exactly. Years of experience put into this list. (laughs) Combined like six years. Like, and if you round that up, that's like a decade. I'm, we basically have lived here for a century. Yeah. And we know all the things. Yeah. So yeah, our list probably does overlap with some of those travel sites because I guess I know some things, but we also hope to give you some insider tips that you can't find anywhere else. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, get excited. But dude, before we talk about that, how was your week, man? Tell me about it. Dude, my week was really fun. So... We love having friends come and visit us. Both you and I enjoy yes, this it's nice glorious. activity. And one of my friends was here last week. So, hooray! Yeah. So, this is an American friend. She was, I mean, she still is a good close friend. And she was one of my closest friends for my first year of living here. I know you didn't become friends with me until after she left. <laughs> you were like, mm, I have this hole in my heart. I guess, you know. <laughs> You can be the understudy. (laughs) Well, I mean, we like instantly bonded this other friend and I because we're like both the same age and everybody else that I know is like at least five years older than me. (laughs) I know. Grandma over here. (laughs) And we like we had both moved to Nepal within a month of each other. Um, So we were both like newbies. Starting you both out. love Instagram. Yeah, we're such millennials together. <laughs> and she's in fashion. So I love like, I'm like complaining about all the American fashion. And now I have names for all the parts of American fashion mm. I don't like. Mm. Like mules. What does that mean? Those are those um, like fancy shoes that don't have a back. Oh, like slip on Mm-hmm. Like, like Crocs? slip on um, <laughs> not Crocs, but like, like loafers almost. You know, like the girl uh, version of loafers. Okay, okay. But without backs that you're like <laughs> flopping around. Those you are know? fancy. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if they're fancy, but people know. wear them. I'm so shoe judgmental. I don't like them, and I think <laughs> that people will regret having worn them. Um, but anyway, so yeah, my friend only she lived in Kathmandu for a year. And then moved back to the States um, last January. And now she came back for a short little visit. Yay. Did you guys do all the things together Man, that you used to we do? We only had a couple days. Like, she did not come 
exclusively to see me, which was a shock. Rude. I know. Um, so we pretty much only had the weekend, but yeah, we made it count. Like, I think we walked uh, seven miles nice. Saturday and then another seven miles on Sunday. So, Love it. Like, yeah, we shopped like nobody's <laughs> business. And that's that's what we used to do when she lived here. Like, she lives on the north side. I live on the south side. Tail as old as time. South side. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But she would come over every, like every other weekend and we would go to art markets and like fun stuff like that. So we got to do all of that. Yay, reconnecting. So yeah. It's so nice to be in person with someone mm-hmm. that you're friends with. Like, I feel like I have a lot of friends that, you know, I've stayed friends with, like after they've left or after I've moved or whatever. But there's something different about hanging out in person. Oh, yeah. That is so valuable. Yep. And awesome. Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's a lovely thing. Wish it could have been longer, but it was really good. Needed it. Yeah. (laughs) Refresher. Yep. What else happened this week? Well, the two of us had a big, exciting time at the annual linguistics conference, which we have been prepping for for the last few weeks. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Both of us, like... Me more than you mm. kind of got behind on our work and we're like, holy moly, we got to do all this stuff yeah. like before we can make the presentation for the conference. Mm-hmm. So we each presented on the language that uh, we're working on two different languages. We each presented on the language that we're researching. And yeah, it was just like a ton of work to get everything done right yeah. before the conference. Um, but it was it's not it's not like the presentation itself isn't that big. Yeah. Or, you know, like isn't hard to prepare for but it's compiling all of the data that you've gathered exactly and making it pretty mm-hmm. like <laughs> what does this data actually mean right i felt like i like i felt the relief of the work being over the day before i presented <laughs> like it was like <laughs> the presentation itself didn't freak me out yeah. it was just like so much leading up to it to get everything ready so for me, it was really helpful, though. You know, it helps to have a deadline sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, our projects are very large scale. So you can you have lots of small tasks, but sometimes it's hard to not have little deadlines for everything you need to do. So that was good. But, yeah, the conference itself was great. Uh, we always enjoy going to this conference. So it's held in Nepal every year at the major university here. But there's also people that come from around the world and present Uh, A lot of people come from India, and this year our keynote speaker is an American who lives in Germany and who is studying, like, large-scale language Mm -hmm. change over time. The discipline is historical and comparative linguistics. So it's really cool. Actually, you can look at current features of languages and kind of make guesses about what happened in the past, where they came from originally, if people migrated, and, like, what other languages had an influence on that language and yeah i mean i could go more into detail (laughs) it was super interesting though yeah we really liked it so it's always a great chance to just hang out with people like spend time with some of the nepali linguistics professors and network with people from other countries as well just kind of get your face out there and Mm -hmm. now that i've lived here for four years i start to see people that i recognize it's so fun like oh you're that gal that i always talk to every year at this conference you know or like i remember when you presented on your master's thesis three years ago and now you're getting your phd or whatever 
So it's quite fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's always freezing cold. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, even this year is warmer than normal, but we're just in these brick buildings that are dark. Mm -hmm. And I always am wearing like three layers, including my outdoors coat <laughs> all day. Yeah. Like you kind of give up, you know, you're like wearing all this nice professional clothes to right. present in, but then you're like, well, I'm still going to look bad because I can't take off enough layers. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's presenting in like down coats and you're right. like, well, I guess we're all in this together. Yep. But it was good. And I think it feels good to be done. Oh, as you would say in <laughs> Nepali, relief bio. Yeah. <laughs> relief has happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was in such a good mood this week after that finish because I just felt this weight lifted mm -hmm. off of my shoulders. Yeah. We've been putting off. The, our whole lives i know i keep saying after the linguistics conference yeah. <laughs> after the linguistics conference we'll do that so now it's time yeah put up some christmas decorations yes plan for the next christmas field work movies. yeah plan for work next week <laughs> all that good stuff uh, typical cool all right well we got some exciting stuff for you guys today talking about traveling around nepal and how to make the most of your time if you come and visit Nepal. I mean, if you come, you should plan for like three months probably. Yeah. Because we're going to give you a lot of things to do. <laughs> yeah. Three months, six months, couple years, whatevs. Yeah. You know. Whatever works. The usual. However yeah. much free time you have. Yeah. You know, you got that much vacation, mm -hmm. right? Nepal is worth it. <laughs> Quit your job. Change your life just for Nepal. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to tell you 10 things that we think you should definitely do if you come to Nepal. And like I said earlier, some of them will be kind of normal. Some of them we hope will be exciting, interesting, and different. So, in no particular order, the first thing we're going to talk about is... That you guys could guess it. Trekking. Which is what you call in Nepal when you go hiking for multiple days at a time. Yeah. And this is like the thing everyone does. You're like, mm, Nepal, gotta go to Mount Everest. Yeah. But there are so many more mountains than just Mount Everest. <laughs> oh, are like, there. I mean, you know, everybody assumes that you either go to Everest Base Camp or you like Summit Everest. Yeah. <laughs> and um, neither of those are the most enjoyable trekking experiences that <laughs> yeah. you can do in Nepal. Definitely not. Let's like far from it. Not die summiting yeah. Everest. That would be a good plan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's so many cool different treks. Like there's a huge range of treks you can do. Like I did a trek that's near the Everest trek, which I would highly recommend. It's called Gokyo Lakes. So it's in the Everest area. You can see Everest, but it's a lot more beautiful than the base camp trek. But you can also go to the Annapurna range, which is a little bit west of Kathmandu. And there's tons of beautiful mountains there. Lots of good options. You can do shorter treks that are only like three or four days, or you can do the Annapurna Circuit, which is a huge circle mm -hmm. that you make around the whole section of the range. It's like 20 days or something. Yeah, I think so. It's quite long. Like three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's lots of different cultures in Nepal. So you can go to the more Tibetan areas or you can go to the more like hills areas where there's like more probably of what you would think of as like being Nepali, Nepali culture. Um, yeah, there's just a huge range of options. Yeah. The best time of year to come usually, people say, is like spring or fall. But I also highly recommend trekking in the winter if you can handle the cold because it's like empty. There's no one and you're guaranteed clear, gorgeous, beautiful skies. 
and you can celebrate New Year's at 8 p.m. and then go to sleep because you're freezing cold. (laughs) I've done that two times. (laughs) So the way trekking works here in Nepal is you don't have to carry like tents or anything and food. So it's so easy. You just carry like your clothes and your sleeping bag and then you stay in these little, they call them tea houses along the way. They're just little like trekker hotels and you buy food there and tea and everything you could possibly want. Yeah. And usually people will go with a guide and sometimes they'll take a porter or two as well to carry their stuff. And I would encourage you to do that if you come because you're supporting local business Mm -hmm. And supporting your back. Always fun to hang out in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> supporting your yeah, back. Yeah, a lot of especially if you come during the really busy times, like like you said, the um springtime, like around November or around March, April, when there's huge amounts of people traveling. Um, it's really good to take a guide. It's not that you have to take a guide, but your guide has contacts with people in the tea houses. He can call ahead and say, Hey, there's four of us coming. Reserve a room because otherwise you're going to be packed in and maybe you won't even get to sleep in the tea house itself. You might be given a tent and it's, you know, freezing outside. So, yeah, definitely. Please consider that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you like to meet lots of other travelers when you go, then go during April or October. If you want the whole place to yourself. Go during January or July. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is kind of related. The next thing on our list that you absolutely have to do if you come to Nepal is you should try Tibetan tea. I think we've talked about Tibetan tea on the podcast before, but us mentioning it again should tell you how important it is. It is not sweet. It is savory. It is basically like a soup. Prepare like your mouth. Broth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. So you're not going to find Tibetan tea everywhere. You should go to certain Tibetan areas in even Kathmandu or if you go to um, the north or somewhere with Tibetan people groups, they will have Tibetan tea probably. Mm-hmm. And it will be delicious. Yeah. And so warming if you've been hiking all day mm-hmm. and you're freezing cold. And you can like put delicious things in it too. So. Yep. And if you don't remember what it is, it's tea and yak milk and yak butter and salt. Yeah. Things I always put in my tea. (laughs) (laughs) And then they churn it in like this special, they like, uh, what's that called? Fluff it. (laughs) It's not the right word. Froth it in this Mm. special churn and share it with everyone. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. All right. Number three on the list is my personal favorite thing to do in all of Nepal, shopping. Yeehaw. We already had a whole episode about shopping in Nepal. But when you're shopping as a tourist, there's some really amazing things that you can buy, not just in Kathmandu, all over the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you've come to Nepal or planning to come to Nepal, you know about Tamil. People often stay in Tamil. There's a huge tourist population there. But there is so much outside of Tamil. Mm-hmm. So across Nepal, there are um, amazing woven products that you can buy, different kinds of baskets and mats. And pretty much every people group has different traditions about this and different handicrafts that they have traditionally made. You can get Tibetan rugs. Yeah. Different fabrics. 
different cool things. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of stores popping up now that have like high end, like Nepal handicraft inspired stuff. Mm -hmm. So like really nice copper things for your kitchen, really nice cashmere scarves or yeah, it's a joy to behold. Yeah. So even if you're outside of Kathmandu, keep a lookout for different handicrafts. Don't be annoying and like try and bargain down to nothing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, don't get ripped off, but also you're rich. So just give me your money. (laughs) Another thing that you should definitely do, even if it's terrifying and dangerous, is take some local transport. (laughs) So we probably have said this before, but uh, the number one way people die here (laughs) is on buses. So you should take one. (laughs) Yay. Really, though, I think it's such a good way to get to know any country that you go to is to take local transport. Like, don't take a taxi. Get on a bus. Get on a little tuk-tuk tempo, whatever, and just see how normal people get around. And you'll get to see more of the countryside if you take the bus. Yeah. It'll take you a while. Especially in (laughs) Nepal. It'll be slow, but... You'll get to hang out with cool people on the bus. Once yeah. <laughs> my friend came to visit, he didn't see any Nepali, and this Nepali lady was sitting next to him. And like gradually throughout the day, she kept leaning on him more and more. <laughs> and finally, by the end of the trip, she was just sleeping in his lap. Hey, he had yes. his hands on her back, just like, yes, <laughs> this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great bonding experience mm-hmm. with the locals. Yeah. And there's like, I mean, you can take local buses, you can take local Jeeps and local micros, which are kind of like really big minivans. So you have like a range of options and all of them leave from different, like if you're starting out from Kathmandu, the micros leave from a different area of the city, the Jeeps leave from different area, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, go to like a travel agency any travel agency, (laughs) and they will tell you how to get transport. Number five on our list is go to the Terai and or Chitwan. So most people, when they think of Nepal, they think of mountains, which is very correct. Mm -hmm. But there is also a lot of not mountains (laughs) in Nepal. (laughs) Nepal has a crazy elevation change. So the high, it has Mount Everest, which is the highest, which is, what is it, 8,844 meters? 48. 48. I think it changed in the earthquakes, but. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably higher now. (laughs) I think it's like 8,852 now or something like that. Whoa, crazy. Well, Kathmandu went up three meters, so that makes sense. But then it goes all the way down to 80 meters above sea level. Yeah. Which is like, I don't know. Less than 300 feet. So the southern southern parts of Nepal are tropical plains. There is not a hill to be seen. Yeah. It's not like really dense jungle because a lot of it has been cleared for rice planting and farming and other stuff like that. But it's a completely different experience than being in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend getting to both. Like see the mountains, but also see the jungle. See the flat areas. And I actually haven't done this, but you can go to a national park where you can like hang out with elephants and hopefully see like rhinos or maybe even tigers and Mm -hmm. other stuff like that. That's called Chitwan. 
that is another very different type of thing that you can experience in this tiny, diverse country. Yeah, super fun. One of my friends went down there um, and they rented bicycles. Oh, fun. And um, and they're not like mountain bikes. <laughs> they're just like... These, they're like beach cruiser yeah, style. Yeah, <laughs> like of. rattly Indian made <laughs> bicycles. Um, <laughs> single gear. Yeah. And they like bumped along <laughs> in the jungle. <laughs> my friend was with her whole family and like her bike kept breaking. And <laughs> But it was so fun. But, you know, stuff like that, like look for unique experiences. Right. Don't just do like the same thing that yeah. everyone does. Yeah. The elephant ride. Mm-hmm. Dude, that makes me want to go to Chitwan. <laughs> I know. It cracked me up so much. Number six is Pokhara. Ooh. We love Pokhara. We do love Pokhara. So Kathmandu is the largest city in Nepal. And then there's two cities that are about the same size that are the second largest cities in Kathmandu. And one of them is called Pokhara. And it's in the hills also. It's a little bit lower elevation, so it's warmer than Kathmandu. So we love to go there in the winter. Yes. Um, but it's on this gorgeous lake. And there's... I don't know. It's just a lot quieter and cleaner of yeah. a city than Kathmandu oh, is. So clean. We always make plans to like go running when we go to Pokhara. It's like the only time I go running in this country yeah. is when I go to Pokhara. The air is so clean. And if you go like um, during the winter, so maybe uh, October, November onwards through mm-hmm. like March, I'd say. The mountains are so close. All of the Annapurnas are super close to Pokhara, yeah. which is a lot of tourists or a lot of trekkers come into we'll Pokhara yeah. Yeah, and start their trek. But you just, you often take a tourist bus. And so there's at one point where you round a hill and all of a sudden the mountains are just huge in front of you. Yeah, they go like, like two uh, thirds of the sky. <laughs> They're so incredible. Tall. And if you come during monsoon season, then you don't see them at all. Right. And so <laughs> like, I remember the first time I went was during monsoon season. And then I went again during the winter. And I was like, <gasps> you've been here the whole time time <laughs> they're hiding so close <laughs> it's crazy yeah so if you go to Pokhara, there's like day hikes you can do it from there and stuff which is fun but there's also like a lot of adventure sports you can do like uh, bungee jumping or canyon swing or uh, what are those parasailing little, yeah not, yeah not parasailing hang gliding hang gliding yeah both of those yeah. yeah but i would recommend finding a little restaurant that's along the lake like if you go up yeah. to the north side of the lake where it's less touristy and just like grabbing some momos sit on the lake it's incredible yeah and for a classy dinner go to or2k mm, yeah they have a great view yeah it's just straight lake Straight like also on our list, which you can do near Pokhara, but also other places, is water sports. This is another thing I think people don't think to do in Nepal. Yeah. They're like, I'm in Nepal mountains again. Guess what? When you have mountains and you have water, you got waterfalls and rivers, <laughs> yeah. and it's so fun. <laughs> so you can go. There's like lakes where you can do like stand up paddle boarding or cruise around on boats or whatever. But you can also do kayaking. I did canyoning last year, which so was cool. so fun. It's like um, rappelling with ropes, except you're doing it in water. And you're like <laughs> sliding down waterfalls. It's amazing. And 
whitewater rafting is getting a lot bigger here. That is my ultimate dream trip that I am going to do sometime within the next couple of years. It is a, well, I mean, there's lots of them, but my dream trip (laughs) is on a river called the Sunkosi, um, which means like river made of gold. Mm. Yeah. And um, it's a nine day trip down this river and i want to go so bad it sounds really fun (laughs) someday i hope i can come with you that'd be amazing it's hard to find people to go on a trip like that (laughs) i know i feel like most people if they have nine days in a row of vacation they want to go to like everest or something you know (laughs) i know i feel like for our work we get to trek right we trek for work so when we have vacation we're like what else can we do yeah right (laughs) (laughs) number eight of course also requires going out of Kathmandu is go to the far west in Nepal. Yeah. Yeah. So far west is another place it takes time to get to because it's quite far from Kathmandu. You pretty much have to fly there or take a bus for like three or four days. It's insane. But it's another place that's very different. So Nepal has like eight climate zones and the far west is high desert. Mm -hmm. Neither of us have been there, but we want to go really bad. And your roommate works out there, right? Yeah. So she, yeah, my roommate works like as far west as you can go pretty much. And the culture is really different to other parts of Nepal. Like it's way more remote mm. of a region. So yeah, it just, so it just <laughs> feels really different too. And I mean, I have been not to the far, far west, but I've been on a trekking route for work. in the far west in the west which i would highly recommend if you want something that's a little bit less of a well-beaten trekking route then i would recommend that you look up the gorilla trek gorilla as in gorilla fighting yes because there was a war there (laughs) yeah that is where the maoist insurgency started is this um particular district so the whole trekking route is kind of centered around this modern history of how the Maoist how yeah how the Maoists started in this area and it's just beautiful so yeah if you like stairs do this one <laughs> we went downstairs the entire day which was opposite of what most people do so if you want thunder thighs yeah man go the other way woo <laughs> If you hate your kneecaps, then go the way we went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number nine on our list is go for a motorcycle ride. Yay! We love this. Pretty much anywhere you can go on a motorcycle is exciting. If you're in Kathmandu, it's like you're playing Mario Kart or Frogger, a combination of those. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you go out of the city... You can go on dirt roads and see rice fields, see villages, see temples. And you can go up all the way up to the Tibetan border and see the Friendship Bridge. Mm-hmm. Friendship Bridge. Friendship Bridge. That's a really hard word to say. The Friendship Bridge. Friendship Bridge. The Friendship Bridge. We're going to the sea. The Friendship Bridge. <laughs> Yeah, it's like my dream to do a long distance motorcycle trip in Nepal. I've only ever done short trips. I think it would be so cool and also hard because if you break down somewhere, kind of SOL. Yep. (laughs) Although everyone loves to be helpful, so it would just be more of an adventure than you planned. Yeah, true. (laughs) 
<laughs> just plan extra time. That's yeah. all we'll recommend to you. Dude, once I was, where was I? I was in this remote area where there's like clearly no gas stations. <laughs> we passed this guy on the side of the road just selling like two liter bottles full of gas. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I need yeah. that. <laughs> and are you guys ready? The final thing on our list of things you have 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 to do if you come to Nepal is drink <laughs> drink get your drink on um so there's three things that we suggest you should drink one is local alcohol yeah we're we're big fans we have made a study of the local alcohol so we mm-hmm. can give you some really good Nepali beer recommendations. Like there is some good beer coming out of Nepal. Yes, it is improving a lot. Yeah. But we realize that not everybody listening to the podcast cares about beer. So don't you worry. There are so many delicious things that you can drink. Yeah. In Nepal. So, yeah. Um, if it's the winter months, like right now, then you should order a ginger hot lemon honey. Oh my gosh. So good. This is like my favorite thing. It's amazing. I tried to make it in the US. It wasn't quite as good. Yeah. The lemons are just different. There's something about it. But yeah, so what it is, is <laughs> it's hard to describe. It's like a hot lemonade. It's just mm-hmm. hot water with a lot of lemon juice and honey. Then if you add ginger, then you're in nirvana. You've reached it. So good. But that's really only for the winter months because when it's monsoon and it's really hot, then you don't want that. But don't worry. You don't have to give up your lemons. Yes. Because then you can order a fresh lemon soda. Oh, they're so good. But there is a caveat to the fresh lemon soda. (laughs) Be careful, you guys. Yeah. So... I'm going to tell you a story. When I was here in 2014 for a month, I came with a few other like students, student aged people like myself. And um, fresh lemon soda really is fresh. Like they squeeze the lemon into club soda. Mm. And it's always so bubbly. Like it's spraying oh my gosh. out of the it's cup like in your, your eyes <laughs> as you're trying to drink and your straw is like shooting out with all the carbonation. Don't even bother the straw. It won't stay yeah. in there. Um, but you can either order it plain or sweet or salty. Salty is quite sulfury. <laughs> they use the black Himalayan salt. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it smells like eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <laughs> and one of the guys that I was with on this trip ordered a lemon soda and they said, do you want it sweet or salty? And he, he thought they said something else. I don't remember what. But he said, oh, a little of both. No! <laughs> and I heard this, but I was like, well, maybe I misheard. So then he orders it thinking that it was going to be sweet. And it was like, yeah, drinking a boiled egg. <laughs> and he was like, but with sugar almost also. died. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was at Southern Comfort. <laughs> Tips for you guys. Well. The default is salty. So I always get plain. Yeah. But be sure to tell him that you do not want the saltiness. But sweet is good, too. Mm-hmm. Plain is just like super refreshing. Yeah. But, you know, you can try salty. Actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're here to experience the local culture, you yeah. have to try salty. Yeah. Our friend, he loves it. 
He's a special one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you try it and you don't like it, then we won't judge you. But still try yeah, it. Yeah, but try it. Yeah. But don't like make a big deal if it if you think it's gross. Like <laughs> don't, don't make vomit noises at the waiter. Yeah. <laughs> like you ordered it. We warned you. <laughs> it's your own fault. Okay, thanks. That's all we have to say about that. So on that note, those are all the great things you should do in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> um, seriously, though, guys, this country, although it is tiny, it is fierce. What's the Shakespeare quote? Though she be but little, she is fierce. There it is. That's is Nepal, girl. Doesn't feel very girly to me. Yeah, same. Although it's very curvy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Voluptuous. Nepal. We should be in charge of tourism in Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> Come to our voluptuous country. Experience. All the tourists are male. <laughs> like, like, oh, and lesbians. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, I love voluptuous. Uh, yeah, guys, for real though, come visit us. Those are just a few tips. We have so yeah. many more. And stay tuned for our episode next week in which we zoom in on the capital city, Kathmandu, mm -hmm. and tell you about all the fun stuff you should be doing there. Yep. Stay tuned. Can't wait. Wow. It's time for our segment of the week. Yep. It is. I have so little input on any of this because you're the only one who does research for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I am the researcher of this podcast. I mean, I did go to engineering school, so... Yeah, but dude, my degree is linguistic research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's specific. My, Specifically I just linguistic. love data of all kinds. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. But... I wanted to talk this week about the Nepali calendar because I think it's so interesting and I just learned about the origins of it. So you guys may or may not know, but Nepal is on a very weird calendar system. And I I didn't know why because India's on the like Gregorian, Gregorian. calendar. Yeah. <laughs> but Nepal's like, hey guys, the year is 2075. <laughs> I'm like, why though? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I found out that it's actually based on the Hindu calendar, but India just doesn't use that calendar anymore. So the Nepali calendar is a lunar calendar, and the months go basically from like the middle of the Gregorian month to the middle of the next Gregorian month, uh, and the new year starts around the middle of April. So it's extremely confusing when you're talking to people and you're trying to figure out the date. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, on the first, and I'm like, the first. Well, today is the third of the Gregorian months. So the first is probably about 10 days from now. Like yep. It's so hard. And I have learned the months so many times and I get so confused yeah. every time. It's oh, like man. you learn all of the terms and then you find out that there's also other terms for the same months. Like, yeah. Oh, you'll never learn. <laughs> I know. Exactly. But yeah, all of the festivals of Nepal are based off of the lunar calendar. So they change like what dates they're on every year which is kind of interesting it shifts around and then also because the lunar month is shorter than the solar the solar month solar is that what that's called <laughs> the t one twelfth of the solar year <laughs> um then so they have this thing it's like a leap year but it's like every you know we add have an extra day every leap year 
you have to like add a whole month on certain <laughs> leap years like <laughs> to catch up the, the number yeah. of months and yeah they have a different starting year obviously so we're ahead and brian adams took full advantage of that in 2069 he came here <laughs> and sang his song summer of 69 <laughs> so smart apparently people were super into it an opportunist if i ever heard one i know right <laughs> The interesting thing about the Nepal calendar, too, though, is that it's also related to a local calendar, the Niwari calendar. And that is the original people group that lived in this valley. And they're on year, like, 11-something. Yeah. It's like... I can't remember what it is, but... 1184 or something. Yeah. And their New Year is at a different time. There's, like, 12 New Year's in Nepal. There's, like, Tibetan New Year, Nepali New Year, Nawari New Year, Chinese New Year. Maitali New Year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tamang New Year. There's so many. But the... That Nawari calendar, so the months are, like, the same, but the date that it starts from year zero was like this big historical event where there was this big peacemaking that happened and everyone's debts oh. were forgiven. Hmm. There's like this famous guy. You'll see statues of him around That's like cool. Nawari areas. Yeah. So it has like this really, really deep historical significance. And that calendar got adopted as the official calendar of Nepal pretty recently, just like 30 mm. or 40 years ago. Man. So yeah, we are 45 minutes ahead of the world. <laughs> like, 60 years ahead (laughs) and it's pretty awesome yeah sometimes when we're traveling i'll meet someone and i'm like oh how old are you and they say like oh i was born this year like instead of like they don't do the math Mm -hmm. you know like if that would be like if you asked me like hey how old are you big i'm like yeah i was born in 87 (laughs) you know so i was talking to this lady recently i'm like oh how old are you and she's like i was born in year one (laughs) (laughs) my mind was like whoa whoa whoa." and i was like oh 2001 so she's 73. Got it. Yes. I can't ever do the math. I just have to write down what year they were born and do it later. <laughs> Calculate it yeah. later. Yeah. I always like it when someone's standing next to me. Like they see me yes. struggling and they're like, it's 34. Like a 10 year old boy. <laughs> yeah. Like, he can do the math. You're like, thank you. <laughs> anyway, so that's the yeah. Nepali calendar. That's super interesting. I hadn't, I didn't know all of that history. I know. I just learned it too. Yeah. It's crazy. Doesn't make it any less confusing, really. (laughs) But at least now we know why it's confusing. That helps a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I always assumed that I was just like incapable of memorizing all of the months, but (laughs) it's good to know that it's as convoluted as it feels. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that little tidbit about Nepal. And oh, we want to let you guys know next week. For our segment, we're going to talk about our Enneagram personality types. Yeah, we've had a few people asking us about our Enneagram types, <laughs> which we're delighted by because we love talking about ourselves. <laughs> and I love anything analytical that yeah. categorizes people. So, and welcome. I, yeah, I just love myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> but back to myself. <laughs> so, yeah, but your guys' homework this week is you should check out Enneagram. It's spelled E N N E A G R A M. You should you can find a lot of different like free online tests. Mm-hmm. For it. You should figure out what your enneagram is. You should guess what you think our enneagrams mm-hmm. are, and then next week you can see if you were right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, next week we will also be talking about cool things to do in Kathmandu. So we're real excited to see you guys then. In the meantime. Check out our Instagram, check out our Facebook, send us an email, rate us on the podcast apps, 
Google us and see what comes up. Oh, I want to do that. You should. I haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not big. Like big and white, we've never heard of that. (laughs) Yeah, and remember, we have a Patreon page. Search Big and White Podcast. Yeah, you guys, we have a pretty cool bonus episode planned, so we would really like to get a couple more patrons. And just as a reminder, we use the money only for podcast things. We don't use it for all the shopping that we talk about. Mm -mm. And remember our big white secret. Don't mention our real life names. Remember, I am white. And I am big. Yeah. Okay. I guess we should hang up now. I guess so. I guess I'm going to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, let's hang up. Okay. Okay. I'm hanging up. Okay. I'm hanging okay. up. Okay. All right. All right. Great. Okay. 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 All right. Bye. Bye. I got my first real six string. Boy, it at the five and done. Played it to my face.